Hello and welcome to Beyond the Bio. Today I am joined by Tama Carell, a senior environmental consultant specializing in sustainability and environmental management. Tama is the founder of Envelo Limited and co-founder of iCore Systems. She is also an associate lecturer at Northumbria University, delivering sessions on sustainability whilst also completing a part-time MBA at Newcastle University. In her spare time, Tama works with Blythe Wildlife Rescue as a hedgehog fosterer. This is a bit of a different episode to normal in that we are talking a bit more widely about the impact of sustainability, responsibility, authenticity and purpose and how that is linked to how we present ourselves to the world. So let's get stuck in. So welcome, Tama, to Beyond the Bio. So excited to have you on the show talking about all things purpose and responsibility and sustainability and ethics, etc. So let's kick off with my first question to you, which is how has your commitment to sustainability, ethics and purpose shaped your personal brand? Hugely. I I mean, I was born and raised in South Africa and the respect for and a concern for the environment. Like I don't ever remember a time where that wasn't important to me. And it very much has driven me towards the careers that I've had, the jobs that I do, and the way that I engage with my clients and kind of everybody else is very much based on purpose. You know, I believe that we have to transition towards sustainability. I try to do work that is meaningful and value-led for my clients, but in order to deliver that work, I have to demonstrate sustainability or more sustainable practices. I um, have to sell sustainability. I'm essentially trying to get people to change their behaviors, change the way that they do things, change the way that they think. And the best way to do that is to kind of lead from the front and share my experiences, share what I learn, share what doesn't work so well, um, and and just try and be honest about the fact that this is very much a journey um, mm. and still a lot of things that we need to figure out. But I think if I wasn't purposeful um, and I didn't believe in what I was fighting for, I don't think that I would have the career that I've had to date. You mentioned that that started or came from being brought up in South Africa. Was that then the place that shaped your feelings and thoughts about all of that? Or was it um, family values or a bit of both? Or I think probably all of the above. But uh, where I grew up in South Africa, so I kind of lived in Johannesburg, which is very much a, an urban jungle a lot of my family live in kind of the rural areas so I used to spend a lot of time in the bush uh you know in the wild doing kind of safaris except not as a tourist um more so working in conservation um which a lot of my family do um and I think I just remember understanding from a very early age that human survival is dependent on nature and that the lines between nature and civilization are getting you know, more blurred, we're living closer together and unless we can figure out a way, uh, you know, to coincide, cohabit, live respectfully alongside nature, um, there was a very real risk that actually all of us could become undone. Um, And we depend on it, you know, literally 
Maslow's hierarchy of needs. We need clean air, clean food, clean water and safe shelter to survive. And nature gives us that. So why wouldn't we want to protect that? Makes total sense when when put like that, for sure. So let's think about that in terms of something that's perhaps got a more frivolous reputation, I guess, in terms of, of influencers and, and that sense of personal branding. So with, with influence obviously comes responsibility or it should do. I agree. How do you believe that influencers can strike a balance between their personal brand and social responsibility in their actions and their communication? So I think the thing with influencers is, is that they are doing that. They're telling a story and they are trying to, again, influence or sell or change people's uh, behaviours, beliefs, attitudes as a result of whatever it is that they're pushing. I think that comes with a huge burden of responsibility because I think if you are then influencing people's behaviour, then the burden is to influence responsibly, to influence positively and to make sure that the messaging um, and the practices and the beliefs that you're sharing are actually valuable and good for the world and good for people and good for society. So a couple of things, you know, that I find quite frustrating um, is kind of pointless consumerism, you know, like, oh, I bought this new thing or look at the packaging that comes with this that like, Honestly, who cares about packaging? Mm. Really, who cares? Packaging goes in the bin. Like, that's where it all ends up. So, you know, kind of that, oh, I bought this wonderful product because it came in a beautiful box. Like, it's it's counterintuitive. It's contradictory. And it's not great messaging. What you should be saying was, I bought this thing and it came with no box. Mm-hmm. Like, isn't that awesome? Just to make people aware that actually... This is what matters. And are the things that you're buying useful things? Are they serving a purpose? Are they serving you? Are they serving the world? Um, as opposed to just a whole bunch of stuff that we don't really need. Um, and I think also there have been some really interesting examples of people posting things, um, you know, that that just land like a lead balloon because society expects better. Like it's just not good Tell us about anymore. those, Tama. Which so, ones would you I pick mean, out? So it always sticks with me. I think it was a like a Kylie Jenner post and she had her and her boyfriend. I don't know the facts, so I'm sorry if I get any it's of probably, these. Probably ex-boyfriend. In now. terms of the names <laughs> or relationships. But yes, two, two private jets and she put a post up on Twitter or Instagram or whatever and said, your plane or mine. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, like only 1%, you know, have private jets in the first place. They've got two. Is it as many as that? 1% feels know. quite a lot. Thinking, yeah. You know, and it was it was ridiculous. It was excessive. It was unnecessary. It was ultimate indulgence. It was complete disregard for the impact that that private jet has, you know, for carbon emissions, for climate change, for the world that's on fire at the moment. Private jet is not necessary. Two of them is definitely not necessary. And society looked at it and was like, well, yeah, this sucks. Like, it's not good enough. I think there's, there's <laughs> definitely been a backlash around private jets of seen because it used to be the the status symbol didn't it for mm-hmm. for influencers for scammers actually um you know posing in front of them i'm sure i read somewhere about scammers hiring half an hour to just go and take some pictures in them for their social media it's changing exactly outfit. i mean it's so enough but I, I think there's been a move away from that which i guess is a positive thing whereas um before it was like the ultimate status symbol and now it's just seen as a bit ooh, actually no that's I think that again is part of the burden. If if status is is what you're trying to sell, I think people know better. We know status is meaningless. You know, it, it serves a purpose for a time, mm-hmm. maybe. But if your destination of happiness is status, 
like it's not going to work. That's not happiness. What is happiness is value and authenticity and being culturally aware and um, responsible, uh, you know, stewards of the environment um, and kind of promoting more positive behaviours. So in that case, for example, with um, whichever Jenna it was, one of them, them, in that example or any other example where an influencer or just someone with a strong brand gets it wrong, what is the best way, do you think, for them to effectively handle that error and learn from the mistake whilst also maintaining a positive personal brand? That is a really, really interesting question. So I very strongly purport that, you know, perfect sustainability doesn't exist. And in true scientific methodology, it's going to be trial and error. Some things are going to work and some things really aren't going to work. Um, And I think what's most important is that where stuff doesn't work, that you're honest about that. Um, One example is quite interesting. So, you know, maybe not necessarily in the influencer sphere, um, but Brewdog mm. has always historically been recognized as one of the most sustainable businesses by a number of criteria that we won't get into. Um, but then obviously they ended up in, in a little bit of hot water, a little bit of public backlash because the culture of that organization was apparently not great. You know, it was highly pressurized and people felt perhaps a little bit toxic. And that was like a juxtaposition to this brand of sustainability and and that's what jarred people how can you say you're being sustainable when this is what the reality of that is or this is how people feel when they're working within your organization and obviously that doesn't work if if personally you're being slated for not being a very nice person and trying to tell everyone you're running the most sustainable business in the world it's not really going to work There was a lot of backlash, a lot of um, sustainability professionals, especially boycotted Brewdog as a brand. And I think that's actually quite harsh, like that's unfair, because what he did do was come out and with a very public, I got this wrong. Like, Did he? Because I I thought, I thought he was more on the defensive side. I think maybe initially, but there was definitely an acknowledgement to repair. And I think like you can't say fairer than that, you know, and fine okay so acknowledge the error you've said i've made a mistake you've said you've learned from it really what then matters is the action that follows beyond that um and that is kind of where your personal brand comes in like are you someone who admits when they're wrong you know who says that they're going to do something and then actually goes and does it who learns from your mistakes and feeds that back in and takes people on the journey with you the good the bad and the ugly um so that when you do get to a point where you can say, like, I did better, it's value, it's it's verifiable, you know, it's accurate. And it so links people can to, trust that. Yeah, and it does. It's that trust word, isn't it? And I suppose it's doing it in a way where people see it as being genuine and authentic. Not a big fan of the word authentic these days because it's overused, but it that needs to feel real because if that team at Brewdog felt that way, which obviously they did, and then he's then apologizing. How do you know how real that is? Because yeah. why do it in the first place if you then, sorry, I don't know. There's there's a lot to that, I think. And and I guess it was for over a period of time and there's all sorts of things in there, but it, it's that trust, isn't it? So trust is everything. I, I do think the authenticity is is important though, because again, you can't do sustainability perfectly. Like nobody can. But, you know, taking 
the Jenner slash Kardashian. Like if she was one day advocating for climate action and then next day going, your plane or mine, like your values don't align and people will see through so that print. straight away. Yeah. <laughs> straight away. Not that I don't know if she does advocate climate action, by the way. I'm drawing well, an example. Yeah. <laughs> check that out. So there's a couple of examples of where people have got it wrong. Can you think of anyone that's that's done it really well? Oh, they're like loads, loads. Who's your fave? Again, not so much favourites. And I, I, you can't do perfect sustainability. I will reiterate that. Obviously, I'm a, I'm a massive fan of Greta. And I think she's quite interesting because if you look at her from an influencer, personality, personal branding type, she probably falls quite low. Oh, she nailed that Andrew Tate thing though. I love that. I love that. (laughs) That was so funny. But she's she's steadfast in her commitment to what she believes in and she's not going to be swayed or, you know, and that like people respond to that. Like Greta continues to fight the battle and regardless as to what anybody else says about this, she always follows through and she definitely does things you know, in a much more difficult way just to prove a point, like traveling by boat, you know, across the world instead of flying and that kind of stuff. I think there are a lot of kind of Hollywood A-listers. Leonardo DiCaprio, um, you know, he's a UN ambassador for climate action and he is the first celebrity that I ever heard say, like, I'm a hypocrite because I understand that my personal footprint is far bigger than anybody else's. But because of that... I have the capability to fight for those who might not. Again, a little bit of a juxtaposition, but it's an acknowledgement. I mean, his flying footprint, um, his ability to advocate the the resources that he has behind him, at least he knows is almost coming from a position of hypocrisy. And actually, most of us are sometimes as well. Um, And it's just whether you kind of recognize that. And then I think, you know, for myself, when I was building the businesses, so... I do kind of strategic sustainability. I work with organizations, but what I care about is conservation. And that definitely goes back, you know, to growing up in South Africa. And before I set up a business, before I did anything, um, I have always worked with a local rescue center, fostering hedgehogs. Like, that's what I do in my spare time. That's what I do behind, like, nobody knows about it. And I, I never told anybody. I just do it. And I can't remember where the recommendation came from, but, you know, whilst trying to build my LinkedIn profile, someone said, well, why don't you say some pictures of hedgehogs? I was like, is that relevant to the clients that I'm going to work with? Like, honestly, who doesn't love hedgehogs? Yeah. Like my, and I don't over, over egg it because people love hedgehogs. Um, but I can absolutely guarantee you that any post about hedgehogs gets far more engagement than anything else. <laughs> And people know me as the hedgehog lady. The hedgehog lady. The hedgehog lady. Sometimes the crazy hedgehog lady, (laughs) which I'm okay with as well. But, you know, people that I've never met, never spoke, oh, you're the one with the hedgehogs. And like, it's so far ranging. But it's just a little glimpse behind the scenes. Like, it's not massive in comparison to what I do. It's, you know, kind of one hedgehog at a time. But it's it's honest did you just do one at a time well actually no i've just uh <laughs> didn't like have friends no they are solo um mm-hmm. i only had one kind of pen that i built one rainy november day um but now i've managed to get a couple of others so i can pop up um as needed Cute. i'll let them take over the garden <laughs> Cute. that's so lovely 
So thinking about you then, how do you leverage collaborations and partnerships to to amplify your impact and personal brand in your particular sphere of sustainability and ethics? That is quite complicated. Um, oh, more so my specific sphere of sustainability, so I don't know whether I should break that down. Look, I'm I'm a small business, you know, I'm an, I'm an independent environmental consultant um, and I don't have the capacity to market, you know, or sell or do any of that full time to the level that I need. So I, I'm a big believer in partnerships, collaboration. I mean, truthfully, that's what we need for sustainability. Nobody can solve this problem on their own. We need, you know, diversity, inclusion, different stakeholders, different viewpoints, different perspectives. To, to solve some of the biggest challenges that we're facing, but by being able to kind of align with other businesses or other individuals who, who are value-driven, who are purpose-driven, um, you know, we're kind of able to amplify our message and I've been able to get some really awesome opportunities speaking at, you know, industry events, podcasts, um, interviews, ITV news. I did a little piece on, you know, climate change. So, you know, those opportunities come up because I'm very open to these partnerships and I think people respond to that. So is it them getting in touch with you with with these opportunities or are you seeking them out? Uh, No, I've been quite lucky. I've been found. Um, I don't think I knew half of these opportunities existed actually when I started up the business. Um, I don't ever remember a minute where it was an aspiration to, you know, be on a big stage or do a podcast or be on telly. I don't know that I even could have imagined it, but I'm a big believer in kind of saying yes and and figuring it out later. Um, So, you know, something cool pops up. I've never done that before. I don't know how to do it, but... Figure it out. Figure it out. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so finally, what advice would you give to aspiring influencers who want to use their personal brand to make a positive impact and build trust with their audience? I think it is about just understanding the state of the world at the moment. And and I think we all really have to do a little bit of work in terms of drawing a distinction between wants and needs. And it's the needs that we have to protect at the moment. So what are the actions? What are the activities that people could do that protect those those fundamental needs? The wants, the consumerism, the excess, the you know, disregard for the suffering that we're seeing in the world at the moment. Like, I don't think that's going to do anybody any favors. Um, and I think it risks massive backlash. So it is just about being, you know, sensitive, culturally aware of what matters at the moment. Um, again, you know, like not even sustainability, but like cost of living crisis, which is affecting so many people. As if you're on Instagram unboxing, you know, your latest roller, it's just not appropriate. So yeah, don't do what's not appropriate, but more importantly, educate yourself on, um, what aligns with your business, what aligns with your purpose, what aligns with your mission, your intention, your value, and see how you can use your platform as an opportunity to amplify your messaging, educate your followers, engage your followers in conversations. You know, I think putting something out that says, I don't even understand this. I want to learn more about it. You know, let them come to you, start that conversation. I think it it gets more genuine and it is okay to not know everything. And if you get something wrong, just 
say you're sorry and tell people what you've learned and then go and do different. Mm-hmm. So it's been really clear what you stand for and acting with integrity and mm-hmm. doing the right thing, basically, yeah. isn't it? And being sensitive to what is happening elsewhere. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you so much, Tamara. It's been super interesting hearing your thoughts on this subject. Where do you hang out? Where can people find you? I am mostly on LinkedIn. Um, I believe I have accounts on other platforms, but we'll concede that they are not active. So we will (laughs) pop your LinkedIn profile in the show notes. Excellent. Thank you very much. It's been a dream. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you're serious about growing your profile, take our free profile assessment quiz to see where you're at right now and get hints and tips on how to improve your score. You'll find the link to the quiz in the show notes. If you've enjoyed the episode, it would be mint if you'd subscribe, like and leave a review. See you next Monday.